0: Welcome to the you are not for everyone podcast. This is Jackie Henderson. I am a licensed mental health counselor with a specialization in somatic and holistic practices. Here on this podcast we normalize talking about mental health issues. We have real talk, real discussion on everything from depression, anxiety, overwhelm, and trauma. Let's get started. This is you are not for everyone and I'm Jackie Henderson. Today we have Frankie Tyler here joining us and he is going to be sharing his story about transgendering in his life and also uh, the challenges of his lifestyle choices within his own community, the LGBTQ community. So it's going to be an intense talk, uh, hopefully inspiring to those who need some guidance and help and, and awareness. We I think we need to have more awareness around this topic. So thank you, Frankie, for being here.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: And let's start first with becoming a transgendered person. If you don't mind, I would love to hear how you knew you were in the wrong body and, you know, how old you were and what led up to the decision to transition?
1: Well, I realized I was trans when I was probably in like my early twenties. Um, I had thought I was bisexual. I came out as that. And then I came out as a lesbian and I realized that really wasn't me. And I kind of figured out what trans was and I didn't want to believe that I was, but. After a couple of years, I just kind of knew. And then I think back of like when I was a kid and I just thought differently. Um, like the youngest age I remember was I was probably like four years old and I remember playing outside and I took my shirt off and my mom told me I had to put my shirt on because I was a girl. And I remember crying and being upset about that but not understanding why. Like I didn't understand at that time the difference in the gender. And as I grew up when I was a kid, like when I was playing and I was imagining growing up and like playing basketball or football, I always envisioned playing with men, which I don't think a normal little girl would envision. So it's like things like that that I look back on and I realize, you know, it's been my whole life. It's not something that just changed in me.
0: So you knew that you were a boy on the inside, but you were born a female. Correct. We had a conversation with someone earlier today about non-binary, gender fluid, uh, transgender, and for some people it's really confusing. And I'm not saying you're an expert in all of that because uh, you're transgender, but um, can you just explain transgender? Because I'm assuming you know a lot about that.
1: Well, the term transgender just is, it's an umbrella term that just means you were born in the wrong body. As for non-binary and gender fluid, I can't speak on that because I'm not that and I don't understand it myself.
0: There's a lot of information we all need to get more education on. and But the transgender... I would imagine it's very challenging. As a child and a teenager, what were the challenges that you were facing in school, at home, being in the wrong body?
1: I mean, I just think I was so confused for, and I hate to use that term because I never wanted to be called that when I was going through like my phases growing up, but I didn't know who or what I was that I was just trying one thing
0: after another, trying to figure out what worked for me. And so how old are you
1: now? 35.
0: So when you were younger and going through this, I mean today's kids, it's sort of out there a little oh, more yeah, than absolutely. when you were little. So yeah. when you were little, I would imagine this was like a foreign language.
1: Oh yeah, completely. Yeah. Like I didn't really understand what transgender was until I was my till I was probably like 21 and I started like researching it.
0: Well, you knew in your body that you were a male and you were born female how did your family take it?
1: They were really not surprised with anything because I was just always dressing crazy and always going through all these phases, piercings, tattooing, like, um, I guess they kind of always expected the unexpected with me. Um, and I had come out, I, I was engaged to a man, uh, my high school sweetheart. So I was straight and then I came out as bi and then I came out as a lesbian and then I came out as trans and, um, You know, I referred to myself as a boy for like seven or eight years before I actually transitioned. So when I decided to actually start hormones and the process, nobody was like shocked by it.
0: Right. And I understand that a lot of people, and this is common for people who feel different on the inside and don't know how to express it. They do everything to change their outside.
1: Oh, absolutely. So
0: it's almost like not... It's a shock factor, sort of, to the people around you, but it's all, it's some kind of unconscious way to let people know change is going to come. Yeah, yeah. So when you did decide to transition, I I remember we had a conversation about this before. You've got a lot of coaching around it and a lot of support.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Like um, a lot of the people in my life were seemed more excited about me doing it than I was at the time. Like They were like, oh I can't wait to see what you look like and I'm so happy for you. And I was still nervous because I'm like, I could go through this and this not make me happy and this could not be who I am. So I was more anxious and all the people around me were way more supportive.
0: And I remember you told me before, which I thought was really uh, vital and important, is that when you were getting your counseling, before transitioning or as you were starting to transition they made sure that you were a happy person as you were so even when you transition because the body's not going to change who you are on the inside exactly and so can you talk about that a little bit like the counseling that you went through
1: so I actually didn't need any sign off to start hormones from a therapist which I was kind of shocked about because I feel like you should be mentally prepared to make a big decision even going through like a surgery like gastric bypass or anything that's going to be life-changing. So I was kind of surprised about that. So I had been with a therapist for a couple years and um, we had a really good rapport and she made sure I was happy with who I was and it took me a lot of years to be happy with who I was and I feel like If I wasn't and I made this decision, it would have not been the same experience that I've had now.
0: And so you went through the whole thing. And how long did the process take from beginning to end to from the hormones until you changed completely into the male body?
1: I mean, I'm still changing. So it's basically like going through male puberty. So like after five years, all my physical changes will be done pretty much. And I'm at four years right now. Um, so physically, I'm pretty much where I'm gonna be. There's, I'm still noticing some small changes like muscle definition and, um, weight distribution. Um, but I feel like mentally, I've been Frankie for like two years.
0: So are you comfortable in your new body? I
1: love it. Yeah. I mean, I got a dad bod, <laughs> but, um, I have no hair You're on You're the...
0: too young to be, have a dad bod. Uh,
1: I have no hair on the top of my head, but, um, Yeah, I look in the mirror, and I love what I see.
0: Just a funny note, like my cousin said to me, um, we saw this thing on the news that said dad bods are in, and I'm like, that's a paid advertisement. That is not real.
1: (laughs) Way to make me feel better.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's why you're coming to cardio dancing. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But it must be comfortable just to be in a male body after all this time. Yeah,
1: and it baffles me just how much the hormones change, because I've taken before and after pictures and it's just insane how much like I've lost 50 pounds on the scale but I've gained a lot of muscle so I think I lost way more in fat and um, you know I had top surgery which was a huge thing like I feel like after I had top surgery was when for me my transition ended because that's when I'm like I'm complete
0: and so what's it like to look back at your female body and old pictures of you and who you are now? Is, what's the feeling that you get when you look back?
1: Um, I love looking at old pictures. I know a lot of trans people don't. They want to erase who they were, but I embrace who I was because it just shows me how far I've come. So I love that I have old pictures of me.
0: And that's really important, you know, because you can't forget who where you came from. Yeah. And all that time and all that exploration you did led you to where you are now. Exactly. So without that, you would have been a different person too.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I started my transition at 31, so I can't pretend that 30 years didn't exist.
0: And what do you think was the biggest challenge of the transition?
1: I think it was in the first couple months because I had spent like nine years. I was, my name was Shelly, well, it was Michelle, but I went by Shelley, so... I spent nine years changing myself because I was a miserable, per- miserable person when I was a, uh, and younger, and um, I was an ugly person. You probably wouldn't like me back then, and uh, it took me—ugly me...
0: on the inside. Yes.
1: So, um, I looked in the mirror and I didn't like who I was, and I didn't like the people around me, and I decided to change that. And it took me years to find and love Shelley, and then I started hormones. And it was like, mentally, like, in two weeks, so I was just, like, I don't know who I am, and I don't know who I'm going to be, and am I going to go through all of this and not like who I become? So it was, like, the first couple months was, like, really scary and overwhelming because I just didn't want to go through all this and still not like, and then not like who I became.
0: And that's true for any leap we take in life right we could take a new job we can travel to a new place i mean this is huge because you're moving into a whole new body yeah um and we just don't know what the outcome's gonna be so you really just took a leap of faith
1: yeah i it took me to the point where i had to accept that i could possibly lose my job which i know i wouldn't have but still just i needed to be in the mental space where I was ready to lose everything to be who I am.
0: And that's huge. I mean, what courage? I mean, you have to really be able to acknowledge, I hope that you can acknowledge the courage it took.
1: People told me I was brave and courageous like the first year. I mean, they still do, but um, I realize people doing normal things in life um, are afraid to take leaps, never mind change their gender. so. I'm grateful that I do it. I did it and I do feel like it was courageous to do. Yeah,
0: good. I'm happy that you acknowledge that because you deserve to feel um the power that you took on, you know, the pow- the life-changing power to become your authentic self. Do you feel authentic?
1: Yes, and I use that um a lot when people do talk to me about being trans. I just feel like it's the first time in my life where I feel like who I am on the outside, inside, what I project out is authentically who I am.
0: And congratulations. Thank I mean, you. that's huge to get there because people who are in the same body that they were born with don't always feel that way. Exactly. So it takes a lot of work. You have to do a lot of personal work, a lot of personal exploration to get to that point.
1: Yeah. And that's one reason I'm really open about it. And it's not because I want to be open for other trans people, but just other people who aren't trans, who are afraid to be themselves, hopefully they can be like, well, if he can be himself, then I can, and I'm not trans.
0: Well, thank you for sharing that, because that will touch a lot of people and hopefully encourage people to, you know, just stand true to their authentic self. Absolutely. We're going to change the conversation just a bit, because before we started recording, Frankie was sharing with me how he got bullied in his own community, in the LGBTQ community. And I think it's important to address this uh, because in a community where you want to be included and promotes inclusion, there needs to be some awareness to how hurtful people can be with their words, with their judgments. Can you touch on that and share what you share with me before we started recording?
1: Yeah, so I was engaged in high school to A boy, and um, but I, I I believed I was bi, and the girls I met or who were like the other bi girls, because there weren't really lesbians in school at that time. They would tell me like, I'm not bi because I've never been with a girl before, or because I'm with a guy.
0: You weren't bisexual enough. Yeah. Let's clarify for people who are new to any of this, right? Sexuality, the LGBTQ community, lesbian, bisexual, gay, transgender, and queer. Bisexual is when you like and attracted to, sexually attracted to both sexes. And in high school, you're saying that other bisexual girls yeah. were saying you weren't bisexual enough yeah because as if there isn't enough yeah. kind of thing but they were judging you because you hadn't been you hadn't been, been with, with a, a female woman, yeah yet. Okay. So um so that was hurtful.
1: Yeah and I mean he was my first ever boyfriend. I was in high school and I've never slept around so it's not like I had the chance to be with a girl. Um and then after high obviously that relationship did not work out. And um, after high school, once I thought I was a lesbian, you know, when I started dressing more masculine, and I would go up to Providence to the clubs and hang out with all these lesbians up there, and, um, like, I was called Baby Dyke and uh, told I wasn't gay enough because I had sex with a man before, and um, it was just ridiculous now that I look back on it.
0: And were these just like teasing, or was it wounding, bullying?
1: I mean, I took it to heart. I mean, I didn't let them know that. But it was definitely teasing, but um, it was something that they consistently did all the time.
0: And this is important because when you're in the early stages of really figuring out who you are, even if someone's joking with you, it becomes a wound. Yeah. Because you're so sensitive. It's raw. It's new. So. That kind of joking isn't joking, it's cruelty.
1: Yeah, exactly. And when I would hang out with them, it's like all they would talk about is being gay, and all they talked about, like, they would make fun of straight people and call them breeders, and I'm like, you don't want straight people talking about you that way. Why are you talking about them that way? And they were just consistently putting people in categories and boxes and I'm like I thought this whole community was about being able to be yourself and not being put in a box by somebody else. So it was very confusing for me and I mean this is just my experience, I don't believe this is the whole community. Um, But there was a while where I didn't want to be involved with any of them.
0: And it also happened when you decided to become transgender you said. Yeah. There was still more of this cruelty.
1: And I haven't met many transgender people in person, um, but prior to transitioning, I had met a couple trans guys, and kind of the same thing, like, they're questioning me and judging me because I hadn't transitioned yet, and I mean, it costs a lot of money to transition. I mean, my insurance covers it now, but it took years before that happened, and it's like, I would love to transition because, like, I literally hate myself right now. Like, it's... And then to have somebody tell me I'm not trans enough because I didn't I can't do it you know
0: it's the judgment is harsh and it's like people want you to join their club real quick yeah you know and it's not about that it's not about joining a certain group it's not joining the community it's about being i think when to go back to the word authentic and you were figuring out your authentic self so for anyone to put a time frame on that a judgment on that is just yeah you know it's not right it's inappropriate
1: exactly and not everybody transitions the same way not everybody wants to go on hormones not everybody wants to have surgery so you can't like put a time limit or how somebody is going to do it
0: and what it's going to look like exactly yeah so everyone's different i mean everybody's different and in this day and age there's no normal exactly you know no normal in relationships there's no normal in gender there's no normal and so just accepting a person where they are is really important absolutely and so it's important to the community and, and I like that you said it's not a blanket statement for the whole LGBTQ community but your initial experience was a harsh one yes a lot of judgment a lot of criticism And has that changed at all over the years? Or how do you feel now about the community? Do you feel that they're um, inclusive?
1: Yeah, I think as a overall they are. And I look back now and I mean, all these people were like in their, this is like before I was 25, so early 20s. So I look back and I don't think they were doing it to be necessarily hurtful to me. I just think they were insecure with their sexuality and maybe not secure with their gender identity at the time, or they had a terrible experience, so they had to make me feel less than them to make themselves feel better. So I don't think it was like, because they're in the community, I think it was like personally with them.
0: So I think that's a really good point, is growing as an individual within your own lifestyle and within your community of people, There needs to be maturity. Exactly. And some uh, acceptance and life experience.
1: And, I mean, I look back and three of the girls that bullied me the most all ended up with men.
0: Yeah, so So they were probably confused themselves. Exactly. It's almost, I feel like when people are bullying like that or judging like that... um, they might be so insecure with themselves, they're hoping someone else has all the answers, will show up for them and, you know, role model for them. They were probably hoping somebody would take that role.
1: Yeah. So since I transitioned, um, I I have gay and trans friends now and um, much more positive experiences. Everybody's older, so I think that plays a big role in it. Yeah. But I still haven't really gotten myself to get back into, like, the community and get involved in like events and stuff because I feel like I still have that bad experience in the back of my head.
0: Yeah. The bitterness. A yeah. Bit. Yeah. And that needs healing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We can't judge a whole group by a small few that are bad or negative or harsh, but it takes some time to heal that wound.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yes.
0: Yeah. As far as in the present moment, what's your community of support? Like who supports you?
1: Um, I have more friends than I can count, my family. And like I said, like I received, coming out as trans, I was very concerned about what people were going to think. I mean, I was like, I'm going to do this whether they like it or not. But I'm in a very, I work at a local bar and I manage the kitchen there. And um, so it's a very social atmosphere. So I couldn't go through this transition and hide it. So I had to be open about it and take whatever um, result came from it. And uh, I was overwhelmed by the positive support from people not in the LGBT community, like just immediate acceptance, no questions. I mean, they had questions about like, what was going to happen and stuff, but nobody questioning me.
0: No judgment, no harshness, no cruelty, just uh, acceptance and uh, genuine curiosity. Yeah.
1: So I was shocked by that because I feel like the media and uh, I mean, a lot of groups on Facebook and I've read a lot of articles about so many people getting discriminated against, being disowned from their family, losing their jobs and stuff like that, or being assaulted, or some people even being killed, you know, those fears were in the back of my head. And just to receive the complete opposite was like, literally, I had no negative feedback at all from it.
0: And that's wonderful. And do you think it's because you're, you were a little older, and you were around older people that were more mature, or was it just an accepting group of people? What do you think it was?
1: I'm not sure, because you would think the older people would be less accepting, but I mean, most of my friends are between the ages of, like, 45 and 70, so, you know, it's... I was kind of surprised. You know, you'd think the younger ones would be more accepting and open-minded, but um, I... And I'm genuinely shocked how much support I got.
0: Well, and I'm grateful for that for you because I've seen a lot of people struggle and go through some really horrible times of not being supported when they made these really big life changes. Yeah. And what advice would you give to that person who's questioning their bodies and their gender? I
1: would just suggest go to an experienced therapist and talk it out and just try and figure it out.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what else. I think that's good. The best advice is get some professional support. Absolutely. What advice would you give to for people coming into the community that are unsure about their gender, sexuality, where they're going with their lives?
1: Don't be so harsh on yourself. And there's no time li- limit on anything when you're figuring out who you are. It's okay to question yourself and feel unsure about anything.
0: Yeah, I would imagine just whether you're LGBTQ or straight, we're all evolving. Exactly. You know, yes. Uh, the other day at Pride, I saw a man that I would known for a few years, and uh, he's probably late 50s, and he just came out like this past two That's years. Awesome. And he was so happy. And I know he was struggling with his mental health issues and a lot of stuff going on in his life. Um, but he looked the happiest I've ever seen him. And that was in his late fifties. And he had his rainbow ring on, he was so proud. And I think that we are always evolving.
1: Absolutely. So
0: it's never too late and it's never too early to know who you are. Um, But again, support, professional support, any kind of spiritual support, adult support, uh, friendship support is all important um, for really helping and being patient with yourself. Yeah. How do you treat yourself now? Do you take care of yourself? What's your self-care?
1: I feel like mentally and emotionally, I'm mean, I'm where I've always wanted to be. Like, I feel stable. I handle emotional issues. Like, so much more mature than I ever have in my life. And I think that's had to do with me transitioning and becoming who I am.
0: And what's your... A goal for yourself? What's something that you want to accomplish in your life now that you're in the right body and your your mindset is healthy? What's something that you'd like to look forward to?
1: I'd like to fall in love. That'd be nice. Been single for a long time. Wanted to wait till after I fully transitioned, which I think was the best decision I could do. And um, because I didn't want to get distracted along the way. And um, I'd really like to be an artist full time.
0: And I've seen some of Frankie's art and it's beautiful. Thank you so much. So I hope that this uh, has been inspiring to some of you at home. It's been inspiring to me and I'm grateful that Frankie has been so transparent and willing to share. I know it's not always easy to share your personal life, um, but I believe that it does inspire others to get through tough situations. So thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. I hope that you are enjoying the podcast. Please share with friends, write a review, or if you'd like to support the show, please go to the episode's description section and click support the show. There you can buy me a coffee. Thanks so much. I appreciate you. Thank you for joining me today on this episode of You Are Not For Everyone. Please check out my website, safesoulcenter.org and missfitness.com. And you can purchase my book, You Are Not For Everyone, A Soulful Guide to Authentic Living, on Amazon. Stay well, be happy, and live your best life.